Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to episode number four of X Vlog Live, the new one on one series that a lot of people were asking for. And I am here to deliver today. I have one of my favorite podcasters, favorite men, favorite human beings, someone that uh, that I had a chance to actually live with for over a week at E3 2019. It was an experience that I hope that we can rekindle uh, next year when we get back to you know being somewhat normal. And folks, first of all, I want to promise you two things on today's show. First, this is going to be a very positive show. We're going to be talking about Crystal Dynamics. We're going to be talking about the initiative. We're going to be talking about Microsoft. And more importantly, we're going to be talking about on the back end of the program, how with Microsoft's deal that should be done by year's end with Activision Blizzard, they're now going to be in control of 34 plus studios. And to be honest with you, this is not an Xbox point of view or a fanboy or a blind fanboy's point of view. When that deal is done and they are in, in control of these 34 studios, they're going to have some of the most iconic IPs under one roof. And I think it's going to really set Microsoft apart from every other publisher uh, that is currently you know, out there. Bigger than EA, bigger than Sony, bigger than Nintendo, bigger than Ubisoft, because you know th it is what it is. But the second thing I can promise is that I'm definitely in no way, shape, or form going to steal Lord King, Lord King's whip in any way, shape, or form, like I did during E3 2019. Uh, but King, welcome to the back to the program, brother. It's been a while. You guys have been absolutely killing it. You're just about to cross 10,000 subscribers on ILP. The work that you do on the King of Statues is obviously priceless. The knowledge that you bring with every episode that you do uh, is something that really drives people's attention. Even Mrs. Boomstick loves hearing the stories that you tell about the Marvel characters that a lot of the times we don't really know. How the heck are you, man? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you so much, Boom. Actually, we've passed 10,000. We're almost at 12,000. And I told you, I'm saying guys, I did say 12,000. Yeah, no, I, I said 12. I, I yeah, think oh, you, guys are, you guys are close to 12. Yeah, if if we get to 15, um, we're giving away a new console. So I, I want everybody to go subscribe and, and share it out <laughs> because I, we don't determine. Because I came up with the, with the brilliant idea of not determining what console that the winner gets to pick, the winner gets to pick that. That's great. That's All awesome. right. So whatever you're a fan of, because we are on an agnostic podcast. So whatever console you're a fan of, you get it. You know, um, except for that 3090. Don't don't look our way. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the, the Steam Deck, the minor version, you know, I don't know. Maybe something like that. But uh yeah, uh thank you so much, Boom. And yeah, you can't steal my whip. But obviously you're trying to give me PTSD because you're putting all these wonderful cars on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I figured, listen, I I know there's a lot of people that have had enough of Elden Ring, even though it's my game of the year, it may not be others. And because we're talking Xbox specifically, I figured let's bring in an Xbox exclusive as as prominent as Forza Horizon. Folks, listen, we got we gotta get right into it. We gotta rip the band-aid right off of it. Um, listen, the news broke this week that there are some serious issues going on at the quadruple A development house known as the initiative. 
this this um, this project was something that was the first of its kind. What Microsoft did is they brought in a bunch of creatives who were the top in their fields, uh, some of which and most of which on on this on this team of what was 70 at one point were were coming from other places where they were studio heads. So when I first heard about this, I said on paper, it sounds great. You know, you're having this person from that helped, uh, you know, deliver God of War or Uncharted or Assassin's Creed. And you're putting all of these huge creative minds into one room. Well, you know, it was put out there by VGC, who broke this story, that um, 36 of the 70 people that were a part of the initiative within 12 months walked off the job. They used the word quit. And I, I again, I, I really do appreciate what VGC does. I think they are an incredible publication. I don't necessarily know if the word quit is indicative of what exactly happened. People could have just simply left. I don't know. Uh, they were, but, but, but again, if you read the story, and I've read it four times, the word quit is used, um, and it makes it sound like they were massive amounts of problems where someone was the bad guy, right? Somebody on, whether it be the people that left were all bad guys, which is unlikely. Uh, Microsoft was somehow putting the screws to these creatives, and that's why in a Microsoft's the bad guy, and I don't believe that either. But thanks to um, a new episode of, um, what the heck is it called? The, 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 I the think check it's checked in. The check, yeah, the, the check down. That is, down, yeah. yeah, that is a, a show that is done by friends of a friend of this program who was a guest last week, Miles Dom Pierre, uh, who does incredible work for Windows Central Gaming. Well, yesterday he dropped an absolutely banger of an episode, and he had Jez Corden, obviously of Windows Central and the Xbox Two podcast, who Jez was the first guest of the new X Vlog Live series that I'm doing. And they had a really great conversation regarding what exactly happens. And it turns out that like in the film, like in film, like in music, like in anything, even architecture, there were creative differences that could not be overcome. And you say, well, wait a second, boom, 36 people had creative differences. Well, yes. And for, unfortunately, that was what exactly what happened. Uh, from what, the way it was spelled out by Jez Corden, he explained that the these creative minds had an ideology that they wanted to bring to the new Perfect Dark in a way of smaller, episodic uh, pieces of content. And even, even some of them, even during the conversation, he suggested that they wanted to use, uh, they wanted it to be like an indie type of title where, well, apparently that's not what upstairs wanted. And when I say upstairs, I'm probably, you know, I'm referring to uh, Phil Spencer, who is the head of Microsoft gaming. And it turns out that's not what, uh, what Daryl Gallagher wanted either. What he wanted was a triple a story driven, traditional, big budget game. Like you see at, at what Sony delivers. And he wanted to tell a story, which they're known for doing. Uh, and obviously, he told an incredible story when he was the lead of Crystal Dynamics, when they when they, when they had the, the reboot of Tomb Raider, and then, of course, Rise of the Tomb Raider, my favorite Tomb Raider of all time. 
and we understand that that is the direction that they wanted to go. Well, a lot of these creatives that were heads of their own studios at one time or another, I suppose, felt betrayed and they wanted to do things the way they wanted to do it. And that's what we understand what they were promised. They were promised, hey, you're going to come here. It's going to be free flowing. You're going to go do your thing. You're going to make great games. And when we're done making this game, we're putting the game on the ground floor. We're going to hand it off to another team. And apparently that a lot of them did not like the way Microsoft wanted uh, to one person to be in charge. And that one person in charge is Daryl Gallagher. He has a way of doing things. And that is why he brought in Crystal Dynamics, a studio that he is incredibly familiar with. And I'm going to I'm going to bring up his quotes in a minute, but I want to get King David's opinion on this king. Everyone who is anyone who heard this story immediately equated it to being negative. Now, I'm not going to sit here and suggest that this isn't a bit of a black eye because anytime 34 or 36 people walk off a studio, it doesn't sound great. But when you hear Jez Corden break it down with Miles yesterday, it really does make a lot of sense that, hey, they wanted to do something this way. That's not the way Microsoft wanted to do it. And a lot of them couldn't get couldn't get on the same page. This happens. Now, I've never seen it happen with this many people. What what are your takes on this? Is with Crystal Dynamics taking over the project and having Daryl Gallagher run it, who actually knows and worked with these folks for many, many years, are you confident? That perfect dark when it when it arrives is going to be that big budget triple A story driven first party exclusive that we all want. Well, now I am. Um, in light of uh, what was revealed by uh, Jez, you know, um, I was on gaming outside the box yesterday with Wilmy Hood as uh, as the host. Great program. It's fantastic stuff. Um. And and Will alluded to, and he he highlighted the fact that most of these workers are Padine workers, you know, as far as contract working, um, independent contractors that work for a certain period of time. Once your contract is up, then you're up and you're out, right? Um, And that's usually how it goes in this business. So who's to say at the end of uh, X amount of months, uh, half of those people, contract was up yep you know and then you can see the mass exodus so-called um of talent uh from the best of my knowledge the initiative was the quadruple a studio that was supposed to remain small and agile um correct 90 people uh is essentially a little bloated in some in some cases but you can see that bloat by adding special workers to do special tasks now from my understanding the initiative gets the framework and everything together and then after everything is built up they hand it off to another studio to finish off the project correct gallagher um to the best of my knowledge again uh wasn't he the head of crystal dynamics yes he absolutely was before coming over to microsoft that is correct right so and wasn't he in charge of probably the most successful relaunch of a female character in video game history? I would say that's ch- uh, correct once again. So okay, now why wouldn't Microsoft get that guy that took one of the most iconic characters uh, in gaming history? Because Laura Croft is synonymous with uh, 
females in gaming and being a, a, a bad female, um, as far as, you know, you know, a bad butt, you know, um, in <laughs> in gaming, take no, no, no losses. She's out there. She's uh, put up there with Pitfall Harry yep. uh, because in Indiana Jones, because that's exactly how we saw her. And they removed the sexuality out of it because in the beginning she was over-sexualized in some aspects. Right. Yes. Right. And they brought natural character to her with uh she still had her feminine uh you know strength she still was uh um uh a strong female lead character with a with a better story yep. more engaging she seemed more human now if that guy is in part of is part of what i want to launch please uh let me know if joanna dark isn't a, a female character she's a lead character right so you would look at somebody who has proven through the storm how to launch and how to do so and do so successfully. So what did they do? They built up the framework and now you bring in the team that you oversaw that knows how to how you work. Remember, the initiative is not supposed to have any crunch. Right. So this and, and how that is alleviated is you guys work on contracts, right? And your contract is up. Next crew in, rotate this, that, and the third, alleviate no pressure. The original group wanted episodic game content that will probably work inside Game Pass. And it probably wasn't coming together. Yeah. It probably wasn't going right, you know. And I don't think that's how you relaunch a, a icon from xbox uh we see um uh what is that uh game uh the spy game that they started doing episodic content um oh hitman yeah hitman okay so for some people that works for me it it doesn't work no i I like three is a perfect example of that because even though two was good and three was a was a graduation of it three was a traditional here's your game go play Right. And that's what I want. You know, I don't want to have to wait six or seven months to figure out what's going to happen. You know, that happened to me before and got left on a hook waiting for a game to be finished. So, again, the traditional format in re-releasing, reintroducing, reinventing an icon should be left in Gallagher's hands. And if Gallagher's shoulders is broad enough because he showed that he's able to do it, why not listen to him? So, of course, other people wanted to make their bones. They wanted their name to ring off just like Gallagher. Apparently, they didn't understand the assignment, right? Yeah. And I think Gallagher does. So, as far as me waiting to see if it's going to fail, no. Actually, I'm a lot more optimistic because I can see exactly a proven commodity from his work. And the fact that he's bringing in Crystal Dynamics, yep. which who worked on the great uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, I know dudes is really upset with them with Avengers, but some of those stories is pretty good. That Black No, the Avengers single-player campaign was fantastic, King. Right. The story was amazing. The, 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 the emotion for each character, especially when Cap, you know, meets his his demise and yeah. no spo- you know no spoiler that happens literally five minutes stuff. in yeah. but th- they told a great story the problem with the avengers was that you had upper management in square enix that wanted this game 
to be a gas game, games as a service, yeah. so they can make money through microtransactions instead of allowing the team that brought back Tomb Raider in a big way to tell a new Avengers story in their own way. Right. Well, th- that's that's where we are with it, right? So, do they have a proven track record in making quality games? Because it, you you still can't say that the Avengers game wasn't a quality game. Um, did it hit the expectations of certain individuals? Maybe not. Right. But as far as that single player story, I had a great time from beginning yep. to end. You know, Kamala Khan was fantastic. Yeah, so, she was my um, favorite. Right now, I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think so that is good, phenomenal. Dude. dude. So. So if, good, if, yeah. If it's in the, his hands, is in their hands. I'm, I'm I'm cool with it, and I understand exactly. He's going to hit the nail on the head when it's time to execute. I I, I think you're onto something. I think he is going to execute, and I have uh, Daryl uh, Gallagher's quotes. Uh, he and now obviously Microsoft was aware that this story was going to break. Now, how they became aware, I'm assuming, because VGC is a classy uh, publication. And I think that at some point or another, I believe they're going to be as big as IGN, potentially bigger. Um, They knew that the story was going to break. So uh, Daryl Gallagher uh, went uh, and and, and reached out to VGC. And and this is what he had to say uh, right now. He says this, it's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise. In creating the initiative, we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitions, and we were really excited about the the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics. In this jersey, uh, jersey, in this journey, it's not uncommon for there to be staffing changes, especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years. And there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic, perfect, dark experience to our players. We wish all of our former colleagues the very best, and I'm confident in the team that we have in place, the new talent joining, and we can't wait to share more with the fans. Now, King, bringing Crystal Dynamics in is was a bit of a head scratcher when it was announced. Um, for me personally, as a fan of the entire studio that currently has 326 people, which uh, and, and this was as of Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast, I checked with LinkedIn. There are 326 people, staff members that are currently employed by Crystal Dynamics. I have already, and, and again, if I'm wrong, I'd be more than happy to admit that I was wrong, King, but I believe that Crystal Dynamics coming in to finish this game almost indicatively says that Microsoft is going to acquire them from Square Enix. We saw Square Enix the uh, late last year literally go on public media and throw this entire studio under the bus and said that they were not qualified to deliver Avengers, and that's why it failed. So when you do that, when you publicly you know, throttle an entire development house, I would imagine that there is no longer a relationship there. And they did it for one or two reasons. I don't know. But I'm hoping that Microsoft does bring Crystal Dynamics into Xbox Game Studios with this Activision Blizzard deal hang- looming in the background. I don't know if that's going to happen before or after the deal, but I do believe that we are going to see them join uh, Xbox Game Studios. Now, my question to you to kind of go, go down to speculation town here <laughs> is when you see 
um, uh, you know, Microsoft bring in a third party team. Uh, it, it, it's 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 I've I've never seen anything quite like it ever in the history of, of being in game games media as well as just being a gamer. I've never seen anything like it. Do you agree or disagree, King, that Crystal Dynamics would in fact be a good fit? And could they could that deal already have been done? It's just not announced yet. Okay. Um, well, one it can't it can't be done and not announced because this year it's a public traded company. company. So again, that stuff has to be, you know, known. But um them being thrown under the bus, they were thrown under the bus because of uh Big Disney. Big Disney has huge expectations for the Avengers and it underachieved. That is their big IP, that's their big ticket item as far as the movie theaters go and everything goes, and it wasn't represented in Disney style and fashion. Okay, it didn't execute the 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 plan. The plan was for it to be destiny. The plan right. was for it to have reoccurring revenue that was going to top X amount of billion a year, and you know people were going to be able to go on lavish trips and yachts and fund <laughs> bank accounts and do all types <laughs> of great things. And there's no sure things in this business. Now, had they released Guardians of the Galaxy first? And let um, Avengers get more time to cook, but you see the difference. A game with a service, games versus a, service. a single player story driven game. Yeah, right. This this is what Crystal Dynamics is good at. We know what the Achilles heel is. The Achilles heel is his games as a service, right? Because it became repetitive, mundane, and uneventful. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. but Guardians of the Galaxy and a single player story. Uh, line in the um avengers actually shine so um that's why they were probably raked over the coals you know they had to show that there's going to be some form of accountability uh for this because you remember you you make promises along the way all right and they come in and they're checking and they and people want assurances now as far as um them getting picked up by Microsoft, that will be serendipitous, <laughs> uh, to say the least. But I think we're reading a little bit too much into it. Um, I believe Gallagher knew who to trust. And Crystal Dynamics just happened to be available at that period of time because they got put on the bench for a second. So he knew exactly who to trust. He knew exactly who to go to. His biggest wins has come with Crystal Dynamics, and he knows uh, how to get the, that team in position for a win because this would be a, a very good win for them in uh, delivering a perfect dark and bringing it to the heights of uh, a Tomb Raider as far as a triple a because you know tomb raider is a triple a title i don't care if it's you know multi-plat it's still a triple a title yeah and, and and it's and it's um it has its polish it has everything it has story it has everything it has heart it has everything that is necessary graphically defining uh, uh um genre busting game and you know it's it's really good so i knew he had to go to people that he relied on because this is his one shot 
You know, like Eminem said, this is your one shot. You you gotta make it count. And he had those ties, and he probably reached out and all right, and they amicable to working with him because again, they were on the sidelines. So how not to come back and make a fantastic game and then get back into the winning position? Now, if Microsoft is smart, mm -hmm. you acquire them before they hit the home run. You don't, you don't, you don't go get Barry Bonds while he's on the home run streak. Right. You get Barry Bonds before he starts the streak. You recognize his talent then, and you purchase then. You don't, you, you know, it's either buy low or you're going to buy high. And I see as the stock is low right now, you buy because it's definitely going to rise. I have a, a deep feeling that this is going to be a supreme hit. It's going to be a shining star inside Game Pass. It's going to push huge numbers because a lot of Microsoft first-party titles, shout out to uh, the developer of the year, um, Microsoft. Yeah, pu publisher of the year, by the way. Publisher yes, absolutely. Year, publisher mm -hmm. of the year from um, Metacritic. Um, shout out to them for doing it. I think they're going to deliver. So. I do I think it's done? No. Uh should they do it? Yes. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go pie in the sky here, folks. First of all, I want to welcome in the wow, 330 people already here. I want to say thank you. We're only uh halfway halfway through the show, and we have this many people in. If you are new, of course, consider subscribing to Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, I do four live shows per week, uh, Monday in the evenings at 7 p.m. on primetime gaming, Tuesday afternoons with the Xbox Factor podcast, Thursdays, the X-Vlog live program, and Friday mornings, Breakfast with Boom. Uh, I know some people asking, are we going to talk about Starfield? Not on this program. This show was already written. We are talking Starfield and all of the news that came out yesterday through that video uh, tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Boom. Uh, Crispy Bomb, uh, his, uh, who's been going crazy in the DM, has a lot to say. So he's <laughs> going to run with that story. Uh, and obviously, uh, it's going to be a big part of that. And we're also going to be talking about, of course, lead story tomorrow is what happens later on today on the Sony state of play. Uh, not so much the Sony aspect of it, but Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, we're going to get to see 20 minutes of gameplay. Something I know it's a game that a lot of people have been looking forward to. I'm one of them. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about that as well. But let me, King, let me catch up some of these super chats. There's been quite a few yeah. of them. Army veteran, generous friend of the show. He drops a five dollar super chat and says, "Let's go, King and Boom! Bring the heat today!" Indeed, we are, my friend. Um, let's see. We also had Sith Lord, generous friend of the program. He drops a five dollar super chat and says, "Thanks to Boom, I was introduced to King and the Lords. I'm thankful you are both fantastic. Keep up the hard work. Well, thank you very much." And uh, yeah, listen. It, uh, again, when I when I got involved with with the Iron Lords, they weren't at a thousand subs. I I just I Helpless. didn't understand what was going on. It just they, that's one of the best programs. They're literally one of the best podcasts. They're my favorite podcast. And how they weren't at a thousand subs back then was just it was a bit of a head scratcher. So I took what little fame I had. I did a, a special podcast. We got them to a thousand that day, and they've hit the ground running. And it's not anything I did; it's their talent. They're 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 four brothers that put on a great show, have great guests, and you know they their success is thanks to them. But thank you for that. Brett Bingham drops an outstanding uh, two dollars and says Crystal D. Yeah, they they need Crystal <laughs> D in their life. That's for sure. Oh my God. Um, Arley, uh, our, our, I think it's Arlay TSL drops us uh, in a very generous ten dollars super chat 
and doesn't actually leave a message, brother. Well, thank you so much for the generosity. Oh, here it is. He drops, wow, he thinks uh, drops an additional $10 super chat and says, I think Microsoft needs to invest on support teams now. Yep. That they have stable or stable of studios and have grown. Also, hands off is great, but great studios still need someone to keep them in, uh, keep them on track. I, I, yep. see, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Our good friend, all the way from the other side of the pond, King, risk it for the biscuit. Just <laughs> outstanding. Eight, eight dollar pop, uh, super chat and says, Look at look, the initiative is dead, a failed experiment. That's not a bad thing. Crystal Dynamics at the helm, the game will be fire. Microsoft will acquire Crystal when this is done. I absolutely ad- uh, agree. We also have, um, isn't dead. <laughs> I, 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 I see, but I agree with him. I, I think this was an experiment that's failed. Listen, I have had numerous shows that just didn't hit. And I had to back off of them, pull them, and then go back to the drawing board. It's happened to me quite a few times. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, our, our apples and oranges. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. But we draw on TJ, drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, hi, Boomin King did. Well, hello, brother. Thank you for that. Yes, and I think we are up to date. Yeah, okay. So listen, King, I'm going pie in the sky here, okay? <laughs> I'm, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm sitting in the big chair... Right. And I'm and I'm Phil Spencer just for 10 minutes. Right. I'm taking money out and I'm putting it away. Sorry, Phil. But, you know, listen, you're rich. But uh, besides <laughs> that, <laughs> besides taking money from Phil Spencer, if I want to deliver to the fans a first party exclusive that is very similar to what we hear people want in the community, they want big budget story-driven, single-player narrative games that have adult themes and that are graphically phenomenal when you look at them. You look at them, you're like, that looks like a movie. Now, I'm not saying we're not getting that in Fable. I'm not saying that we're not currently going to get that in Hellblade 2. I'm not saying that we're not going to get it. Pick whatever studio you want to pick. I'm sure that they are going to deliver in a big way. Perfect Dark is going to come out, and it's going to be a masterpiece. I I know that for an absolute fact because of Crystal Dynamics uh, stature. But if I'm running the show right now, you look at what's going on at Square Enix. Square Enix is failing left and right. The only thing that's making them money currently is Final Fantasy XIV, which is why they continue to – why that's not on Xbox, I don't know. But it's the old, one of the few things that's Excellent. continually making money for that publisher. They have already said publicly and privately that they're, they, they, have, they have little to no faith in their Western developers, their de- uh, development houses. And, of course, in that conversation is Crystal Dynamics. But more so, it's also um, Edios Montreal, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. If I'm Microsoft... I think what you which I, this is this is one of those situations that if I'm running the show, I go to Square Enix and say, "Hey, listen, this is what we would like to do. We'd like to pick up Crystal Dynamics. We'd like to p- pick up Edios Montreal. And because you're getting rid of these two studios that have made uh, uh, Tomb Raider, we want to buy the IP. We want to bring Laura Croft as first party to go up against Nathan Drake. Now, a couple of years ago." When uh, the the Crystal Dynamics uh, uh, um, dev team weren't allowed off the stage from the journalists when it was announced 
that uh, that Tomb Raider was in a year exclusive. You remember that they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even let them off the stage because <laughs> they wanted to know why it wasn't coming to PlayStation, right? And everyone from their mother to their father said that this was you know Microsoft was the devil for doing this, right? <laughs> um, it turns out that when Sony does it, it's perfectly acceptable. When Microsoft does it, bad. Like I, we always hear the the analogy, King Microsoft bad. PlayStation good, right? We hear that all the time. And I hate to say this, that that's how the media still looks at Microsoft a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, I think that bringing Tomb Raider in on uh, bring, to, bringing Tomb Raider to first party is an important deal because many, many years ago when Phil was interviewed and asked specifically why they did that Tomb Raider deal, he said, because we don't have an Uncharted of our own. He said right. that publicly. And they still don't right now. I think that T Tomb Raider, I wasn't a big fan of the third one. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. My favorite, obviously, is still the second one, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Right. It's my favorite Tomb Raider of all time, for that matter. If I'm, if, like I said, if I'm writing the checks, that's what I do. What, what, what are your thoughts to that? They have that Indiana Jones game is coming out. Yeah, um, there, there is. We don't know if it's uh, confirmed to be multiplied. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be yeah. multi. Uh, it's going to be Xbox exclusive. Yeah, but, so you know. if, if it's Xbox exclusive, you know that there goes Phil's um, Nathan Drake. You yeah. know, um, I mean, he is the he's the OG. Exactly. <laughs> so why not? Why not? Right. Um, I, I hear you, boom. I get it. It it makes all the sense in the world uh, to take this studio that has the pedigree to do so, purchase them, put them under the wing, put add them in. Um, and, and it does add extra to your repertoire, right? Because what 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 we're looking at is more. But again, like I told you before, there's no uh, sure hits here. You know, um, because they will have to develop a new IP. Let's just say, you know, you you ditch the Tomb Raider IP. You start off fresh with a. What new about era. bringing back Pitfall Harry from the yep, ground see, up? And they have that. They have that now. They yes. have that now. So if you do decide to bring back Pitfall Harry, that will be a wonderful thing to do it with. Uh, and I can see them actually doing something like that. And you put it in Crystal Dynamics' hands. Who's to say they don't become a support studio? And and work their way in. Let's get let's get a couple of games under the belt. Yeah, Microsoft exclusive games. Let's get a couple of those games under the belt, and let's see exactly what they do have to offer as far as uh, two proven hits. Again, that's buying high, right now. Yeah. Me, I'm I'm a person that I want to get Bitcoin when Bitcoin is fifty cents, when it's a penny. <laughs> You know, I don't want to get Bitcoin when it's $50,000 a, a coin. All right. So you have to pick your poisons. And I think right now Microsoft is, is looking for gaps and holes to fill that they don't have uh, already. Well, and, we know that Toys for Bob is going to bring back Banjo-Kazooie. Right. I, I called it right now. So, you know. Right. So hopefully. So, so, you know, because I, I'm, I'm looking for Conkers. Um, sorry, I, I hope Conkers get there before Banjo. Uh, or Spiral, or or they might get Crash. All right? Um, again, we're, we're, 
I, I want more is great, right? And do I want them? Yes, I do. Uh, is it in their plans? I think, and I, and I told you before, they're going they were going to have thirty six. I told you that already. Yes, <laughs> right. Remember, I do. <laughs> and he was like, "How do you how are you getting to this number?" <laughs> Swami always knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I I expect the Ubisoft thing first because they need uh, a studio, a publisher that can produce games of service. And I think Ubisoft is more in line with doing so. Uh, and also Ubisoft's storefront. I think, honestly, they would go after Ubisoft before Crystal Dynamics because they need one big publisher. And I think this deal, being that now the Trade Commission is looking at the Activision deal, and until that deal is done, then they have to, you know, one big hurdle, then going after the next big hurdle, which would be Ubisoft. And that would that one right there will raise so many flags. People will be out in droves against that one. But if they promise to do what I think they would do and give all existing IPs multi-plat uh, exceptions and all new IPs exclusivity, I think that'll happen. So I'm I'm more in line with pushing for Ubisoft because I actually think that is uh, feasible because I was hearing Ubisoft before I even heard Activision. All right. Um, yeah, that, that company is I, just I, so a mess, especially with all the sexual stuff it. that's going on. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like I buy low. I buy low. I buy low. And um, I'm looking forward to raising stock. So, yeah, I'll, I'll buy Assassin's Creed now. Thank you for two. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, <laughs> you, you you make a lot of sense. And we are making a bunch of assumptions here. Yeah, right. This I, is fine. I, I, I just, I, I got to, I, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed with the comment. Uh, Sarahim Gaming 09, 009 says, we're really putting this much praise and and saying that they made a quality game when it was just one Tomb Raider game. Actually, didn't they make the first one too? The reboot, the actual reboot. Yeah. So what you, what I mean, you, uh, and he also uh, yeah, and, and and he says one guy saying Avengers was good when ninety percent of the gaming community says it was crap. Now you see, that's <laughs> I, I, well, that's your opinion, and you're absolutely entitled to it, that fella. But here's the thing. That's everyone. We didn't say the game wasn't the uh, crap. It didn't say it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It had an it had a very good and excellent. Uh, what I would what story. I would tell him to do is uh, go look up um, King David OTW on Xbox platform. Go look and see if I finished the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. Since you want to be a detective and you want to have an opinion, I want you to go check it out. Go see if I finished the game, and then go see how much time I put on with the online. I thought the online was trash absolute trash mm -hmm. but the story beautiful it was a beautiful story for me i'm um if you, if you can look around you can see that i'm a huge marvel head huge all right i don't think there's anyone bigger i know all the storylines i know all the characters so when they told this original fun story i was so captivated in how they brought it across it had disney quality written all over it but again, they understood the assignment with that. They failed in the execution with the games as a service because mm -hmm. I thought that was going to take up my time like um, like Destiny. 
you know, and it turned into Anthem. So, yeah, I mean, listen, fine. He's entitled to his opinion, but, you know, just it is what it is. I th- I think that if you don't think Crystal Dynamics is uh is 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 a good studio then you're you're entitled to think that but i think that most people in this chat would probably disagree with you because they're they have a storied history and they've always done great games and uh i think perfect dark is going to be no different yeah. uh risk it for the biscuit king uh drops a fi- 15 super chat wow yeah. thank you for the generosity brother he says king i get wanting the initiative to succeed Turning over half of your staff in one year, we got issues. Repairable with a question mark. That's a lot of work and money. 35 plus studios. Why beat a dead horse? Uh, what 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 would you do? Okay. You have to remember what is the um, mission statement on the initiative. They All were right. to be agile and, right. and, and 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 build something, you know, build, build groundwork. Framework, that's all, yeah. That's all they do is build framework. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's um it's a, a whiteboarding studio, to be honest with you. Yeah. You go there, you whiteboard a lot of ideas, you build the framework in it, and then you have somebody else finish off the building. All right. They're the architects. And then you have other people come in. The original guys wanted to take a game into a different direction. And the company just that's not what they were looking for. Right. So in any marriage, if the marriage isn't working, uh, you don't throw the bath, you know, the, the baby out with the bathwater, but she got to go and, you know, you keep the house and everything else and you start over. And, and they're not starting over per se because they have the framework already initially there. All they're doing is filling in the walls, putting in the windows, putting in the doors, putting in the roof, you know, doing the gutter system, putting everything in place. And then I'm going to tell you, the initiative is going to still be there. Crystal Dynamics is going to move on to other projects. Yeah. And the initiative will do another framework and call in another studio to do the, the, the windows, the framework, the house, you know, and get everything together. So let's not lose sight exactly of what they are. They're not a traditional studio. Right. All right. And, and I don't think that they were never built that way either. Yeah. They, they were they were built to lay the groundwork on That's a it. game and then hand that game off to the studio that was going to take over. And then that team was going to reset and then focus on something new. And when that then the groundwork was done there, another team would be called in. And then once again, they would reset. Right. And they're not moving. They're not a punch. They're not naughty dog. They don't take a game from concept to completion they take the game from concept to framework and move on that's that's the idea of that company because remember this is the one that they talked about with anti-crunch right there's no crunch in 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 whiteboarding and, 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 I, and I do want to bring that up, uh, King. I know we're, 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 this is only supposed to be a 60-minute program with me and King in the same room. It's going to be a little, bit, <laughs> yeah, it's right. going to be a little longer. So uh, snuggle in, folks. Um, but <laughs> what, the one thing that I saw that disappointed me as a person right. um, is I, I'm a blue-collar dude. If, 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 you, if you're just finding the program, I'm a retired New York City police officer. I did it for 21 years, and due to a spinal cord injury, I had to retire because I just wasn't the same guy anymore, and that's fine. Um, we crunch all the time, and I say crunch because there are days that you come in and you do your 835 and you go home, and it's great. You know, Friday, you have your Saturday, Sunday off, and the world is great. And there's days that they're not so great, that you're on a detail and you're standing for 17 hours. That's the crunch. 
And now 17 hours, sometimes you're in the brutal cold, the extreme heat, piss and rain. You're, 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 you're a cop, right? So you just have to let, you have to roll with it. You just have to do it. Well, I saw some people, now, of course, we don't, we don't name names on this program. We don't do that here saying that, uh, that maybe Microsoft needs to put a, put a heavy hand on these studios and make crunch. If you're saying that, then you are a moron. I'm going to tell you that right now. And if I lose subs because of saying such a, 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 a thing, then I'll just lose subs. Crunch is something that you do not want to put onto your employees. If you do, then you should not be in charge. If there's one thing that we have learned about Microsoft, their people that run the company and their people that are in the company, they all matter. doesn't matter whether you're making eight figures or, or four figures. You matter to Microsoft. And Crunch is something that this studio was created so they could deliver big AAA experiences and not have to be a part of the, tr the Crunch conversation that you hear at Naughty Dog at San Diego, uh, Santa Monica, and a lot of these, uh, these, these, big, these big AAA uh, studios for Sony. Their games are great, but you know what? You always hear that there's a lot of problems with the staff because they're crunching. They're doing 18-hour days. Nobody yeah. wants to work 18-hour days. Um, so, so, King, what, what, what is your response to that ridiculousness that we saw on the socials when this, now, that this was announced that some people are suggesting Microsoft needs to become more heavy-handed and maybe have Crunch be a part of their culture? I would tell them to ask themselves uh, when they are tired and they're lethargic and they don't have any energy at work, do you want your boss to come in and tell you, hey, you got another eight hours to go? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, they're human beings. All right. Um, take that and internalize it and, and put a mirror up. And if you don't want that behavior done to you, why would you want that behavior done to another human being? And don't forget the majority of these people is they have families. Yep. Um, you know, some are, you know, just getting out of college, uh, and they got bills. You know, um, so, yeah, maybe uh, one guy can go a little bit longer. How about put that up for grabs? Hey, we got overtime for anybody yeah. that needs it, you know, type of thing, opposed to mandatory, uh, you know, um, crunch. I, I don't ever believe in that. I believe in yeah. voluntary overtime. I don't ever believe in mandatory overtime because I think that produces um, disgruntled employees. Yeah, it's negativity. Yeah, so nah, I'm I'm never for that. I, I think they need to put a mirror up, and if you can say that self to yourself, then fine, then you can live with yourself. But I can't say that self to, that stuff to me, so I I can't I wouldn't be able to live with myself with that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. A real quick, Jerron TJ in the chat drops a generous friend of the show. He drops a five dollars super chat and says, "If I'm Microsoft, if I go out and buy WB, IO plus Square Enix and Avalanche Studios, man, man I, I, we should make you in charge. That that's a that's a good deal." But boom, boom likes that. I, I do like that. I, I, I don't like Ubisoft. I, I but that's you know the king. That's you and I don't agree there. I I I, I love I, I love Ubisoft. I don't like the culture, and I don't think we can get rid of of of. The guy in charge. I was. I can't pronounce his name because <laughs> uh, it's a family-run business, and he wants to keep running it. And that's. Now, if you get that, enough that, money to go away. 
That's true. Yes. That is true. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby K is going away. That <laughs> yeah, prick. see, ask Bobby. So, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Thanaros, generous friend of the program. What's up, Thanaros? How you been, brother? He drops an outstanding wow, a ten dollars super chat, and just he says this. Just my assumption, but once other Xbox game studios have the availability, the initiatives games will be handed off yes. for development to them. As of the uh, as of right now, every XGS has their hands tied. Indeed, they, they every, everyone is. I, yes. I think what you're going to see is once the Activision deal gets done, and I, I'm very confident that it is going to get done, um, those those studios that were in the uh, spice mines of Call of Duty, uh, <laughs> like like Toys for Bob, and because <laughs> that's I, actually the K. Asante, who you know is a great friend of mine. He so oh, he call, he calls nice the Call of Duty the salt mines of Call of Duty. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Y'all, y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> um, now, once once Toys for Bob is moved off of that, and all of those incredible studios uh, that escape my escape my my mindset right now, they're going to be making games, and who knows what they're going to make? Like I said, it's it, it's it's going to be, man, it's going to be a, a great time. You know what? And let me just make sure I'm up to date with all my super chats, and then we will move on to topic number two. Now, folks, listen. If there is one thing that we can say positively and almost definitely is that when you take a step back and you look at all of the publishers that are currently in the populace that we know as gaming, right? You have your EAs, uh, you know, you, you have your Ubisofts, you have Sony, you have Nintendo, you have Microsoft. Uh, you had Activision, but no longer. That's going to be a part of Microsoft soon enough, Activision Blizzard. And there are there are a handful of others that I might have not mentioned. Um, when you take a step back and you look at IP and uh, King, you look at studios uh, stoutness. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say, without even trying to make this into a fanboy rhetoric, is that Microsoft has now positioned themselves to be the most powerful entity in gaming, and I say that. Because besides Xbox Game Studios under Matt Booty, if you if you just look at the teams that are there, you, you can say that maybe Sony's got them a bit. But when you add Bethesda, that's run by Todd Howard and that crew, and all of those IPs, and all of that talent, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I think they might have... I, I think it's safe to say they moved to first place. But when you sit back and you say, wait a second, Besides Bethesda, besides all of the, uh, the iconic IP that Microsoft owns, like Gears, you know, like Halo, like you just pick pick your favorite brand, right? And now you add Activision and Blizzard to that that that, that conversation, King. Blizzard, I I, yeah. I I think I think uh, first of all, if we would have been talking this mess two years ago, you would have called me a lunatic. You'd have been like, you know what, <laughs> boom, you need to put yourself in with the Joker and Arkham because you're just talking nonsense. But two years removed, we're looking at one of two of the biggest moves in the history of gaming with Bethesda for almost eight $8 billion. And we thought that was a big deal. And then earlier this year, Microsoft kept the hits going when out of nowhere, a near $70 billion deal for Activision Blizzard. I I don't know, man. I, I, I as As an Xbox first dude, as someone that plays on Xbox the most, even though I own all the consoles... I think that right now, Microsoft is potentially in the driver's seat to rule 
the roost in gaming. And we're not even talking about the potential king of them bringing in a Crystal D, right? Mm -hmm. Or an IO Interactive or an Avalanche Studios or an Asobo who works closely with Microsoft. Those four studios and potentially even some more that they could bring in. I honestly believe that a lot of those smaller deals were going to be announced at this year's what was going to be E3. Now it's something different, whatever Microsoft's game showcase is going to be. And I think that the Activision Blizzard kind of threw a monkey wrench into that because this is a once-in-a-lifetime deal. I know that for a fact. I've been told that, that this this deal put the kibosh and the stop on oh, so lot, many other smaller deals. And we, yeah. you, you and I both know that because we both have very, very similar sources. With all of that said, King, do you agree that Microsoft has now been positioned to literally be the best publisher and game maker in the business? I think they're put in position to be the most consistent. Um... I, I view them as the Manny Pacquiao. Mm, good, good of, reference. Of, of the gaming industry. Sheer volume of punches <laughs> mixed in with uh, a banger <laughs> here and there. And we all know he's exciting. We all know that he's fast. That dude's great to watch. Exactly. You're always going to get a show with him. Exactly. Now, maybe he, he, he may not be the best. He may not, you know, but the sheer volume that he overwhelms you with. You don't know how many, what angle he's coming from. So um, I, I believe they will be the most consistent. And I think they will go on to break that Metacritic uh, score. Them will break that Metacritic uh, score again with the titles that they will continuously drop. I got news for you to that point, you know, King, uh, I know on your podcast, which I watch every Sunday, uh, and when I'm not watching it on Sunday, I'm watching it on Monday when I'm cleaning, which mm-hmm. is great because yeah. it's a long podcast and I do a lot of cleaning during the week. So it's always something to listen to. Um, one of the things that we've heard about Microsoft or Xbox Game Studios this year is they're a little light. They're a little light. Right. Right. And I kind of look back and I say, I don't. Are they, though? Not really. because. You you know it hasn't been officially announced, but we know that it's coming. Forza uh, Motorsport, whatever it's going to be called, is hey, coming this year. Oh well, I, I think it's just going to be Forza. Yeah, I think it's going to be Forza, yeah, Motorsport. Forza Motorsport. I don't think they're giving it a number, and that's yeah. fine. Whatever it's going to be, it's coming this year. Uh, Redfall. You know, again, we've heard some things about <laughs> Redfall King. We don't we don't know if it's being it's supposed to come out this summer. That compressed definitely. video. Don't go by the compressed video on Twitter. It, it, the game is listen. This is the same team. I said this on the Xbox Factor podcast, and I re- re- reiterate it right now for King David. Yeah. This is the same team that brought you Dishonored 1 and 2, Prey, yeah. and, of course, a game that is releasing for Xbox this year, which was a potential game of the year last year, Deathloop. Now, if you take Starfield, which is the, it's just the big daddy, right? Let's just say, for instance, these four games release. To your point, King, about Meta being uh, Publisher of the Year again, I think that they win it again because Deathloop should get get nothing short of a 90 even more because it's going to be even more polished when it comes to Xbox. And I think they will release it with extra stuff. Yeah, absolutely they will. Redfall has a good chance of being a a 90 Meta simply because, well, it's that team has delivered time and time again. They're going to deliver again. 
Starfield. I mean, listen, the more we hear about it, the more hype I'm getting for it because I think that game is going to be a literal masterpiece. Uh, and then, of course, you t- you talk about Forza. Well, Forza ain't going to be no Gran Turismo 7. Oh, that's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. And, and, and by the way, we're going to talk about it. They just did some new uh, hot off the press uh, information just dropped a new update came to for uh to um uh gran turismo 7 where the winnings have been reduced in in the game so you actually have to spend money uh, this is this i've never seen such anything quite <laughs> like this but yes polyphony well, has done it well they made the game, the game worse didn't you know, financially do exactly what they expected. So they have to gouge the people that actually purchased the game. This is why so, I didn't buy it. And this is why yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it for 10 bucks if it was in front of me right now. But King with, you know, I want you to continue your point about the meta thing because it's incredibly important. Now I know there's going to be some people in the chat, and by the way, we're closing on on 500 people here, which Blessings, is everyone bonkers. I mean, this, this is, again, this is only episode number four. It's uh, next next week. Uh, I just give myself a little shout out next week. And it's it's not going to be on Thursday. It is going to be on Wednesday because of scheduling conflicts. I'm going to be sitting down with Venture Beats own Jeff Grub Grub for yeah. one plus hours to talk about Microsoft and E3. The best hair in the business, brother. <laughs> he definitely got the I want to run my fingers through his hair. Really, I just want to, really... you know, shave it and put it on my bed. <laughs> but uh yeah jeff grubb will be a guest next week i have ains uh from season gaming coming on i have a few others that i'm working on right now uh young yay if you're listening brother you you know you're next we want young gay on here collector um yeah Yeah, he's i i I love his stuff um um there's quite a few people on the high list greg miller is definitely one of them um blessing from from kind of funny i want to get on here as well i i do love what the kid brings to do it um let's see who else anyway listen regardless king i want you to continue this because there are some people there are some people in the community that are well, they're detractors. wrong i know they are I mean, absolutely wrong and listen wrong. i brought this up last sunday sony dropped in the beginning of the year and this has been the cadence for a while they've been playing this game of hopscotch with each other one to drop in the beginning of the year the other one drops at the end of the year sony does that and you know cleans up and drops probably one title in september and then you know for the rest of the is, is a dry spell a little bit and i believe um the pandemic has a lot to do with that world crisis has a lot to do with the darth of games and the fact that they have to put it out in, in, a, in a certain uh cadence the fact that microsoft has an overabundance of studios all working and all getting the hang of releasing games but just not releasing games releasing high metacritic games during their time to shine and keeping it consistent from that second of release to the end of the year puts them in a great position because they're in the same position this year they they were in last year right so again uh am i fearful that they will not reach that this year i believe that is highly possible that they can reach it this year as well so what we're going to start seeing 
when these studios start releasing these games and you get two to four games a year that are AAA titles and then you have AA. And I, I really don't like to use those terms, to be honest with you, because, you know, one guy's AAA title is another guy's single A. You know, and I, I stay on indie games, and some of those games, like right now, I'm playing uh, Nine Shaolin of Nine Monkeys of Shaolin. Dude, that game is awesome, bro. Five bucks, and five dollars, absolutely. Oh, and PS, by the way, the cutest fox in all the foxes around the world dropped into Xbox Game Pass, known as Tunic, yesterday Ooh. as a shadow drop. Uh, folks, listen. Uh, I, I'm I'm working I'm with the winning. it's funny I'm working with the developer behind the scene. Uh, I'm going to get them on the show in the coming weeks uh, to talk about Tunic. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still winning as far as I told you guys. When y'all look at these shows, any show, any game that is shown at these Microsoft shows, show up in Game Pass. And Tunic was a game that we covered so much when we yeah. went to PAX, when we went to dif- different shows. Zelda finally here. Um, souls is what it's being called yeah so i'm I'm gonna get a chance to get to that after i uh, you know finish doubling down on this elden ring which is doing this thing to me but um (laughs) uh, it's it's a wonderful beautiful terrible game all at one time yeah it's it's wonderful i love it i i didn't mention it folks don't blame me don't you listen i'm gonna tell you right now if if a lot of you guys got a problem with it that's on you because you don't want to either commit the time or you don't want to commit the skill but i'm committing the skill and the time so uh, if you don't want greatness, that's on you. And sometimes everything isn't for everyone. Some yeah. dudes don't like cheesecake. Some guys don't like ice creams with cherries and bananas. I love Sundays. So this is my Sunday. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I again, Microsoft is going to consistently be, be the Manny Pacquiao of this yeah. year. I honestly love sony's studio games i like both do we talk about them positively all the time absolutely the last of us too i don't think that game that's just a work of art to me um that that's where we differ but we we no 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 no. like like i said some people like this some tomatoes some tomatoes (laughs) but again that's what makes (laughs) us beautiful as this as this medium is we can see things and accept it and, and appreciate people's difference of opinion. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yes. But what we can agree upon is once this machine gets going, I don't think they can keep up. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I have to agree with you there because we're, as, as, as we're talking, King, uh, it has come to my understanding that there are currently over fifty games in development. Yeah. Now and now that 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 range that that range they're not fifty AAA games. There there are fifty games. Uh, I I I'm like you. I, A's don't mean anything to me because your AAA may be a single A to me, and my single A may my AAA may be a single to you. Right. So difference of opinions. It's okay. But they have fifty games in development from over thirty six teams. And that's that's incredible. Um, and when you think about how Game Pass continues to grow, yep. they need content. And I love the fact that we are getting games from teams of fourteen people, games of of teams that are one hundred and fourteen people. And that's and that's the beauty of what Microsoft is doing. They went from I mean, remember this, uh, King, pre E three twenty eighteen, they had five studios, five yep. studios. And that's how they were losing. Yeah, that's why they were perceived to be out of the business because, again, 
they didn't have enough to compete with Sony. Once Sony gets rolling, they see Sony used the indies in the beginning to get their game, give their studios enough time. And then once their studios get there and the third party deals happen, then Sony can start dropping their bangers and sprinkling them in here and there and pot shotting you. What Microsoft realized is why are we playing a game like we're a point guard and we're a center? Play strong. Play like Shaquille O'Neal. You're not Allen Iverson. All right. So you play like Shaquille. You break the rim. You go do exactly what you're supposed to do. They're spending this cash because they have boatloads of it. And you acquire your deficiencies and you you shore up your, your, your deficiencies and you get stuff right. Their games at the service is second to none. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we heard from Satya Nadala right right after the Bethesda deal. And he specifically said, and I don't think he was referring to the initiative at that particular time. I think he was just being very generalistic. Oh, Shredders came out. Yes, today, Shredders. Correct. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, yeah. you just made me... See, I was going... See, and this is the beautiful thing about uh, Game Pass. You Every day you right, look, there's a new game, dude. It's you go crazy. on your phone, yeah. and you can just download here. So when I get upstairs, I'm playing. Dude. Right? So I was tuning. I was... It's downloaded tuning. already, brother. <laughs> See, it's but downloaded. I did, thank you, boom. <laughs> it's... I, lo- I Listen, I'm an SSX guy. SSX Tricky, more specifically, not SSX3. I didn't really care so much for that. I like Tricky. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping that they bring that back some way and it, it just make it backwards compatible or, or just make a new one. I don't care one way or another, but I, that's what I like. Shredders looks really dope. I, I can't wait to get into it. Let me just catch him some of these super chats. First of all, I want to shout out Boss Mod Lethal Papa. This guy works tirelessly, not just on this podcast, not on the four shows that I do, because Jesus, I, I I can't add more any more shows to this. But he works on dealers, he works on so many others, and and folks, listen, we got almost five hundred people here, and you see how the chat is. Everyone is. You might have a difference of opinion, but there's no cursing, so. there's no name calling, there's no racial nonsense. That's not because of me and King. That's because of Lethal Papa, because people know that he doesn't f around. He walks silently and carries a real big band stick, and he has full authority <laughs> to me that if you get banned, don't DM me and be like, boom, he banned me. You know what? I'm going to say something in the great words of the late and great Richard Pryor, tough titty if you get banned because, <laughs> you know, that's that's on you because he doesn't ban people for no reason, and I trust him indubitably, so that's why these streets are safe. He is the, he's the popo of these streets. Uh, risk it for the biscuit drops an additional uh, $3. Dude, thank you so much for the generosity. He says, great boom, great show, boom. Love your work, King. Get them knees, indeed. <laughs> thank you, brother. Indeed. And uh, we had a couple more Super Chats come in. We have, wow, another big one from Drawn TJ. Wow, a $10 Super Chat and says, in a perfect world, Xbox owns everything. I mean, yeah. they're, they're getting close. They're getting close. But, you know, we, they got to they gotta walk a fine razor's edge because, you know, the, 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 these regulators, they, they don't want, you know, they don't, you don't want Microsoft to be the big bad tech. Like, uh, they love Microsoft and they love whining. Apple, who they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> is Amazon, right? They don't like Amazon. So keep keep those eyes on Amazon. Yeah, keep watching Google. G- Google, Amazon. <laughs> keep watching those guys. Keep your eyes off of, uh, of Apple and Microsoft. Uh, they're, they're, they're the good guys. Uh, Bunty drops a very oh, Bunty, generous two- that, that, salute to Bunty. He says, Wagwan uh, Boom and King Nuff Respect. <laughs> Wagwan Bunty. <laughs> yeah. and we, 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 I, you know what? I should have said that we were going to have a special guest uh, from uh, Jamaican Jim, because, you know, everyone's always asking about Jamaican Jim. 
He's in the Caribbean. He's in the Caribbean spending that money. <laughs> On his boat right now yeah. from all uh, you guys that brought Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made I, If I was drinking water, I'd spit all over the screen. <laughs> you, you stupid game. Gameonomics becomes a new channel member. Wow, dude, thank you so much for that. That's very kind. Um, and Drawn TJ, wow. He drops an additional $10 who says, how cool would it be if you got Todd Howard as a guest? Listen, this show is way too small for that kind of shenanigans. But if Todd is listening, please, please, for the love of Joe, DM me so we can get this done. Because, yes, I'd love to interview Todd Howard, even if it's only for a few minutes. Phil's the next big fish. Uh, Phil, I'd, I'd love to interview Sarah Bond. She is something that I think is so special in this industry. And uh, did you see the gift yesterday with her? Holding a bit, the thing of money, and, no, and uh, it was hilarious. Some, someone I've been uh, off the Twitter for a second. <laughs> it, you, it was it was actually quite funny because she was holding a, a open bag of money, a, a, a briefcase of money, and there was a quote from the original uh, that Tunic wasn't coming into Game Pass, and then <laughs> now Tunic's in Game Pass. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Pixel Bit G drops an outstanding two dollars of a chat and says R. There are 50 games in development before Activision. Yes, yes, there are 50 games uh, in active development at Microsoft. Uh, they have over 35 teams uh, between what they currently own, not counting what they're going to get from uh, the, the, the Activision Blizzard deal, which is bonkers. Um, but listen, King, keeping the conversation to, uh, going about, uh, you know, about the publishers, Microsoft potentially you know, ruling the roof, so to speak. I think you said something earlier that I want you to touch on that's pretty interesting. You know, if if there's one thing we've learned about Sony, their games are fantastic. Right. Their games are AAA, 90 meta games. Now, their games are not for everyone. A lot of people think their games look to, you know, very similar. That's okay for me because I'm a single-player, selfish experience dude, just like uh, your, your brother on ILP. I, I like the single-player experience. Right. So I like these story-driven narrative titles. But the one thing that we learned about these story-driven AAA bombs is that they take five years to come out, right? They're five right. years removed from one game to the other, and sometimes longer than that. Last of Us 3, if it ever is, is, is years out, if, it's, if they're going to make it. I know Last of Us Remake is coming with factions. Sony's going to charge you 70 bucks for something that was supposed to be free, and they're going to say mm, yeah. it's a banana tailpipe situation with that. Factions was supposed to come with Last of Us 2, never got there, and they're going to add it to the Last of Us remake, and they're going to say, hey, 70 bucks, banana and tailpipe. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and and if you're if you're a Beverly Hills Cop uh, fan like me and King are, you understand what banana and tailpipe is, and that's what Sony's going to do. Um, I think there is a good chance, and I'm leaving Nintendo out of the conversation because Nintendo is just going to keep doing what Nintendo does, and I just keep buying their games. Kirby's this month. Uh, that looks fantastic. Yeah. We played the demo. It was really, really good. Um, there's a good chance, King, that Microsoft is potentially going to choke out Sony with content. Yeah. Like They're going to have so much content that Sony is not going to be able to keep up, even if they continue to buy studios, which I don't think they're going to do. What are your thoughts on that? I still think I, there's no PlayStation 6. <laughs> I told people. That they, they, so you still not... think they're becoming a publisher like Sega? Yes. So you're saying that the next Horizon is on the Xbox Series X2? I believe it's everywhere. They already started with PC. See, 
they've been making a transition. They've been making a transition for a minute. Once they got Nexus and um, started looking at things like, you know, everybody thought Destiny, the purchase of Bungie, was something other than being a multi-plat. They, they agreed to everything that, uh, that Bungie asked for to remain multi-plat. So if you agree to that, that means that your goals are aligned with their goals, right? That's multi-plat. Yeah. Okay. Um, the PC thing, the, people thought that the PC thing wasn't going to happen. Well, I told them that it would. There's money left on the table. They lose more money in research and development and console manufacturing than they do in anything else. And if they're... Uh, main commodity is these triple a bangers why not and 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 i want i want you to logically think about this here guys if you make the game you do the development you do everything you get the game and you distribute said game on pc on xbox and on nintendo don't you make more money than you do just producing it on your own platform? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a fantastic question, and and to the, if you don't mind, I'd like to right. answer that. Uh, yeah, we yeah. know for an absolute fact, King, that They're less than ten percent of their fan base buys their first party games. So then, 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 then exclusives don't push the system. Then, right? No, third it's party the, pushes it for Sony. Yes, I, that's right. I, I think. I think. It's more a social thing because the PlayStation has been viewed and and has always been viewed as the it system. Yeah, the cool system. Yeah, the, the system one that people that talk have. about around the water cooler. Yes, Ooh, correct. You know, because you, you know, people right now, oh, I want a PlayStation 5. Why? Oh, oh um, Spider-Man. So you mean Wolverine. if Spider-Man was available for everything else, then you wouldn't need a PlayStation 5. Y- yeah, but you know, um, it's just you know the cool. So, <laughs> Jim realized, and I'm talking about Jim Ryan. Jim realized that it's not enough. To, it's not he enough. He said it himself that the PlayStation players were not enough. He actually he said that. A bigger pool. Yeah. And what represents a bigger pool is to go back to exactly where it is. So, if you remove the bloat, you remove the console itself, and the console is the actual barrier that's holding them back because. If they just turn into an app, you could put that app anywhere. Remember, they had the app on their televisions at a, at a point in time because they they were dabbling in that. They were trying to find where to get more resources. Who's to say that Spartacus isn't the chosen horse to get that PlayStation portal on an Xbox platform and just do away with the console itself? You know, because I'm pretty sure Phil, Dominus, Maximus, Aurelius, Spencer will not turn down a PlayStation Portal app on top of the Xbox platform. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure they will go some hand-in-hand where, okay, well, we'll give you a Portal app of Game Pass on top of your platform. And may the best man win. Yeah. You know, so it will be some some watered-down type of thing. But again, I honestly believe that in the long term, and Michael Pactor backed me up with this on um, RDX uh, podcast mm-hmm. recently, uh, 
he believes that the PlayStation is doomed within the next 10 years. They won't exist. It is, is the same way. I've been saying this. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. They won't go away. They will just go to be a third-party distributor. And I, what is wrong with that? What is wrong? No, they'll they'll, they'll make a lot console? of money. I mean, they. I mean, if they if they're look, let's just let, let let's just take a step back, King. Right. Right. Let's take a back step back for a second. Let, let let's look at what Sony had done has done recently. They released Horizon Forbidden West. Now, right. I bought the game. I actually had ordered the um, the uh, the collector's edition, which the dinosaur one. I, yeah, I, I sent it. I, I don't need more tchotchkes in the house. I got enough of them, so I just took the digital uh, edition, and that went back, right? Uh, because it was unnecessary spending money. But right. but more so to the point, the game comes out, and I stopped playing it after nine hours because I got very sick of the bugs. The bugs are bothering me. Okay. The hit boxes on the dinosaurs were off. The grab boxes for climbing. I, I jumped to my death 20 times. I was like, you know what? This, this is just ridiculous. I'll come back to it. Elden Ring comes out. Elden Ring uh, is multi-plat, right? It's on right. PlayStation. It's on Steam. It's on PC. It's on Xbox. We know that it sold 12 plus million copies in a week and, and, and just, uh, just, just under two weeks, right? right. Do you think that there's a reason why we don't know the sale numbers for Horizon that Sony hasn't put them up? Because the sales numbers are probably not even past two million, because right. this game got buried. Well, it lost eighty percent of its sales drop off as yeah. opposed to the first week, and and that may not have been the case. If to your point, King, if Sony would have had this available not just on Xbox, because let's leave Xbox out of the conversation just for now, if it was available on PC day and date, the same way Elden Ring was, which, by the way, sold 10 million copies. But see, again, Elden Ring was available on PC, on PlayStation, and on Xbox, right? Yes. And let's 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 do this, right? Because um, I think baseball... Um, MLB isn't re released on the PC yet again. Um, I think that's to the detriment, but I, I understand why from um, from a, a, a creative standpoint. Um, let's release the game on all three platforms, and I'm, I know they're going to try this. I know at some point in time, this is going to be an experiment because there's a reason why MLB the show and don't please don't tell me again it has everything to do with MLB itself because they can take the game and they can release it on PlayStation now they can put it in PlayStation Plus they can do anything they can do anything for the consumer but they're not doing that and Microsoft is doing it but it leads to more sales they they're going to double sales the the game sold can okay, here's a great right. stat at last year's MLB the show sold as much as it did on PlayStation than it did on Xbox. Wow. And it was available on Xbox Game Pass. Wow. So, so there you we, go. So so Xbox Game Pass does equal sales and Correct. engagement. I want to know engagement levels. You know, is is what what Major League Baseball wants is more eyes on the game. But this is what any uh game developer and 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 producer wants they want more eyes on the game. Don't you think Horizon would have benefited from being oh, in multiple dude. places? Yeah. So at some point in time, it's going to click. They're going to stop hand-holding 
their their core fan base because again the core fan base is not purchasing games at the pace that they need them to so again these guys aren't enough and it needs to change when microsoft said the same thing you don't hear phil telling you and they knew very early on they had to get their games to pc yep now they got their games in date and date and dude said that wasn't sustainable but then they, you you see growth so there's a reason why certain people are in charge and some people aren't in charge. But you see the growth by putting a game day and day and you putting the service anywhere it can go. So you don't think uh, Phil at a heartbeat, a hair's heartbeat, will put Game Pass on site on PlayStation and on Nintendo. If those platform developers allow it, it would happen. Yep. And here's heartbeat. And you won't hear anybody in the Xbox community say, oh, we don't want it over there. Because we want more people to play the games. Yeah, so I, it's I, honestly, I can, I can care less, to be honest. Right. So I think, and I said, boom, Microsoft is going to become the Manny Pacquiao of the situation. They won't be able to keep up with the volume. I'm not saying that they won't release great games. I'm just telling you, unless they do something drastic, like I told people, pairing up with Netflix makes a hell of a lot of sense. And it keeps them viable. Would Netflix want a box, though? That's the big question. Because if Netflix says, okay, we want a box, and they are willing to front the money to produce a PlayStation 6 with a Netflix logo on it, um, then it's, you know, the Netflix one. But, but again, <laughs> with the PlayStation backing, I can see that happening, and I can see a wonder world of how that can exist. But again, I, I just I, I don't see it because I see 36 studios and the, the other ones is going to come after certain deals happen. Yep. The other ones is going to come. I just see it. The volume is too much. Yeah, it is. It is. It, I mean, again, taking nothing, taking nothing away from what Sony has done and what they will do with their current studios. I don't think they can. I don't think they can keep up. No. And like I said, Nintendo's not a part of this conversation because Nintendo is just going to be Nintendo. They released their four you know, there are four games per year uh, that are all, you know, uh, Disney-like characters, uh, mm-hmm. and we all buy them, and, you know, and the world's a better place. So Boom, that's why they're not part of the conversation. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you think Horizon would have benefited from at least six more months in development? Oh, 100%, because it, it, the game is broken. The game okay. is, is buggy. My, 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 my brother beat it, and he said that after playing it, he gives it a 7 out of 10 because okay. of the bugs. What about what about um, Gran Turismo? Do you think that it would have been it would have benefited from... Uh, just being current gen, not uh, past gen. I'm going to say this about that. I'm going to say Polyphony is just not the studio they used to be. And okay. uh, this game that just came out in 2022 does not look better than a game that came out in 2017 in Forza Horizon 7. And okay. uh, I mean, Forza Motorsport 7. So that, that's a problem. Right. When, you, when your 2022 game looks worse than a game that came out in 2017, something's wrong with the development and 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 i gotta tell you you know you know normally i I am gonna say there is a seismic shift happening at sony uh horizon is a gorgeous game let's let's not take away from the fact that the story is incredible the graphics are beautiful the cutscenes are second to none there are a lot of really good things to love about uh, about forbidden west for me the playability is the problem it's it's where it's broken that i'm just not enjoying the game but with that said, if you look at the past of what Sony has done as to where they currently are now, 
they released supposedly two AAA games within two weeks of each other in Horizon and That's Gran so Turismo, and both of those games got outdueled by a uh, by a Souls game. One game outdueled both of them. <laughs> think about that a third party game think, that's it, usually considered niche king it's like oh you know souls and i'm not a souls guy it's a different type of souls game though i'm, I'm an elden ring guy that is for sure there's yeah. no doubt about that but I, I, I think there's going to be a dip in quality because yeah. it's going to be a feeling of we can't fall behind and that's when they make mistakes um i hope not i i, I hope they can see the forest for the trees, and I and I hope um, they acquire a little bit more talent. They go ahead and buy Square Enix. All the games is over there anyway, and they might see it as uh, we don't need to buy Square Enix because they're all like, why buy, why, why buy the anyway. cow when you get the milk for free? Exactly. I don't know, boom. Yeah. I, I I have high hopes, but again, um, these two um, game releases uh, from that developer doesn't instill confidence in me. Yeah, well, we don't know when the next big one is. God of War, I don't think it's this year. I think God of War is going to be great. Think so. I, 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 I think that they, after seeing what happened to Horizon Gran Turismo, if I'm Sony, I don't put out um, uh, God of War this year to go up against Starfield. That to me is just it's. I think you're going to lose. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I can't wait to play God of War, but I don't think it's going to be in 2022. I think it's going to be March of 2023. Oh, but King or February. <laughs> it may be, maybe even February. This has been an amazing 90 minutes. We had almost 500 people here. We're sitting at 480 people here in the chat. Let me just catch up on the super chats. Those and likes, then, people. Share it yes, out. Thank you. And we will get you on out of here. We have Gameonomics, who became a channel member, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Phil, Dominus, Maximus, Aurelius, Spencer, drops Tunic, and now Shredders, one after another. I have more games than I have time to play now. Facts. Indeed. Yeah, that, that, that's actually facts. Christopher Jones drops an outstanding $1.80 pounds, which is, I think, two bucks. Thank you, Chris. Definitely appreciate the generosity. He says, King is a gift everyone needs for their birthday. Indeed, he is. There's no <laughs> doubt about so. that. We also have, um, let's see, I want to make sure I don't forget anybody. We have uh, Chaos Mike. What's up, dude? How you been? He drops an outstanding $2 and says, Sir, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. Indeed. I, I, I think the sir would be nice. He should be knighted for sure after all his work. He probably um, is after he uh, won. What He won um, the, he won, the, 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 the Lifetime Achievement Award. That's yeah, ridiculous. But yeah. he's out here. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Carl Weeb drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, I kind of agree with King. They don't really have uh, have an ecosystem like Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft needs Xbox because it's simple, convenient ex access to Game Pass. Yes, yeah, I, I agree with you there. 100%. King. My brother, thank you so much for being here. We went half an hour normally more than we uh, than we normally did. But again, you put us Rest in the room together you. and we could talk games for six hours. Uh, I want to thank again, once again, the near 500 people that tuned in for episode number four of my new program on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, X vlog live next week. We have Jeff Grubb from Venture Beat and Giant Bomb joining me to talk about uh, Microsoft and their E3 plans, what he has heard, and what surprises we could potentially get that maybe haven't made the rounds. And uh, obviously, we'll be talking about one of the topics of the of the week, whatever happens to be the next big the big thing that we're going to talk about. But King, by all means, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone 
what about ILP? Tell everyone about lordsofgaming.net. And of course, king of statues. You're here, there, and everywhere. Sell your brand, brother. Where could people check you out and reach out to you on social media? Well, first and foremost, you can catch me at Iron Lords Podcast, Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also go to lordsofgaming.net, where today I'm going to be doing another Lords Minute. Um, it's fantastic stuff. We have a ton of writers there. You can go get reviews. You can go get opinion pieces. You can go get uh, a ton of information, especially on the Lords. So go check that out. Uh, you'd be doing yourself a great favor because uh, just because I'm a part of it doesn't mean it's the best, but I'm telling you it's the best, and that's not just because I'm a part of it. Um, <laughs> Darth Castle X, Fridays at 9 p.m. It's uh, adult humor. We talk about statues. We have a good time. So put the kitties to bed and come hang out with the old boy, and you will have a great time. <laughs> Trust me. Hang out with a couple of thousand ears, sprinkled in with a couple of millionaires in there. Talk about these statues. And oh, Twitter, King David OTW, where all the smoke is given and all the knees are taken. Yes. <laughs> Live and in person. I love it. I, I love that. I love the, 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 the people walking up to you or really limping up to you with giving you their knees like this. <laughs> Like a pair of cleats. It's a surprise. Take my knees. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Thank you for making my new project, X-Vlog Live, something special, something that people are really enjoying. They love the format. I've been getting messages all over the place, and I really appreciate the love that has come out of this. Uh, I do like the one-on-one -on -one format. King likes it as well, love and it. I will continue to do this. Um but thanks again for all the super chats. There's been quite a few of them. A lot of people doubled up. Thank you for the generosity. Uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I will be doing an Easter special giveaway. I believe we're going to be giving away $300 plus worth of digital gift cards to your choice. If you win, you pick where you want it, and we will deliver the code. Uh, we'll be giving more details on what show you can tune in for. Uh, if you are a channel member, you get an additional entry. If you drop a super chat, you get an additional entry. And all you have to do to win is simply be in the chat as the show is going live. And we will use our digital picker to pick a name. And if that name is picked and you are that person, you will win the digital code of your choice. Uh, and again, more details will be coming in the, uh, in, in the next uh, week or so, right before Easter. Um, but thanks again so much for being here. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live.